2: Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology. You're on webmasterradio.fm. It is the 12th of December, 2013. That gives you 13 more shopping days till Christmas. I need new hoodies. Um, you got half the hosts of Webcology. This is Jim Hedger from the Joey's Media. And uh, Dave's away this week. He's speaking at a conference somewhere terribly warm, which isn't somewhere here. I'm um, joined, however, we have a great co-host, joined by the, the fabulous Seashell, Carolyn Shelby. From uh, 435 Digital, which is incidentally a Tribune company, Carolyn, welcome to WebCology.
3: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be filling in for Dave. However, I am tremendously jealous that he's someplace warm because I am not.
2: <laughs> neither am I. It's a, uh, it is a cold day in the north part of North America right now. I'm in Toronto. Carolyn is in uh, in Chicago, and yeah, it's. Um, I, I put a thing up on uh, a note up on my on my Facebook. Facebook page today. You know it's a cold day in Toronto when work-at-home webmasters are wearing two pairs of flannel pajamas.
3: Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I was a little worried earlier because I have a space heater under my desk. <laughs> if the microphone picks it up, I don't want to have to turn it off because I might freeze to death during the course of the show.
2: Indeed. Well, You know what? It, we have a, it's a cold day. We have a hot show. We have a great show today. Later on, we have Dixon Jones from Majestic... Coming on the show, Carol and I are going to be speaking to him about the new search engine that uh, Majestic has, has developed and released. And uh, it's been a busy week in search. You know, it so has. You, 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 you kind of expect it to slow down around Christmas time, but it uh, just seems things are picking up. Let's get a few announcements out of the way first. You know, Carol, there's going to be no safe place for trout, for pike, for muskie, or for any fish in the province to go back for the coming decades. Mark Marc Portier founder of Equizio, is as of today the proud father of twins
3: Ah. Uh, isn't that sweet? Yeah
2: um, Congratulations Mark News to make you feel old by, 20 years ago <sighs> this week the first person shooter Doom made its debut ID Systems uh, the, the, uh, the, the maker of the game Quake Made the game Doom and uploaded it to a hyper busy BBS about twenty years ago, and history changed after that.
3: I hate Doom. Wait, what, what do you so hate? Much. How could you
2: hate Doom? How it?
3: It was it, twenty years ago. It was the I best. Look, I have okay. All right, look, this makes me feel super old, but Uh-oh. slightly less than twenty years ago, I ran, I owned slash ran an internet service provider. Bandwidth was at a premium. You get three people playing network Doom and it would bring servers to their knees. It would it would saturate your your line, it would ruin the experience for everyone else. It was a pain in my butt to keep those stupid Doom players from ruining our internet connection. So there was that. Then I had a business partner. Image seared into my mind, can never get it out of my mind. It was a middle of winter, walked into into the room where he was in, he had blankets up over the uh, over the windows to keep the draft out, which I understand. It was a college town had been sitting at his desk playing Doom for, I can only imagine, at least 24 hours straight, in his underpants, surrounded by empty Mountain (laughs) Dew cans, empty pizza boxes, and Taco Bell wrappers. Never, Uh, never, never will I be able to purge that image from my mind.
2: As I said, history was made and a lifestyle was born. (sighs) (laughs) Okay, let's get into some uh, into some more per, uh, you know search search marketing world pertinent stuff. All right. Uh, there was a huge shakeup announced today at Moz.
3: I yeah.
2: Rand Fishkin is stepping aside as CEO to focus on advising the new CEO Sarah Bird. Wow. I, eh?
3: I think good on them. You know, and to go back to my horrible business partner who has forever damaged my brain. Um, <laughs> Back when I, I was running the ISP, we actually had kind of a similar situation, though it didn't go nearly as smoothly as what Maz is doing right now. Um, when I started the business, I wasn't the only one there. I was actually the low man on the totem pole, and there were four other guys. And there was, there was infighting, and you know, one guy left, and then it was the two guys and me. And what it came down to was eventually everyone left but me, because we got out of the research and development phase, we got out of the the building startup phase and got into the maintenance phase where it was more management and dealing with day-to-day business, and it was no longer fun for the guys that are, were into the research and development and the actual building of new things. And they got, you know, one of them just got bored and walked away. The other one, you know, wanted to be bought out, but it was, I wish that... In you know back then we had had the foresight to say you know what there's different phases for where someone's enjoying themselves and that enjoyment is then transferred to the business and I wish that we had had you know like I said the, the planning that, that Rand's done to modify his role I think that's I think it's great what they're doing.
2: Well, I mean, let, let, let's face it, we're all entrepreneurs. In a what's what's still a, a rather new industry. There's there's been no templates for how we should act, how we should behave, how we should plan secession, and how should we should plan our businesses. Aside from you know the the older model templates, the the, the blue chips, the GE's, the uh, the IBMs, the small businesses that preceded the digital digital world. But you know, like you, myself, uh, Rand Fishkin is uh, was one of the pioneers in our industry. And again, there's, there was no template for how to build SEO Moz or how to build Moz. But I, I mean, I'm, I know he's made a few missteps in his career, but not many. Um, Rand has always had the ability to see where he should step and how to make that step um, often before the rest of us have seen it. Um, I'm, I'm really proud of him.
3: Absolutely. And I also think he's surrounded himself with a really wise group of advisors which I think has helped tremendously. I know, um, you know, succession planning, especially when you mention that, it just, we are such a young industry. And, well, at least 20 years ago, especially, we were. But I think because so many people are so young and still are in that I'm invincible kind of phase, the thought of what happens to this business after I'm gone or after I've moved on or, God forbid, after I'm dead, like, never enters into any of the planning equations. Wow. So...
2: We're all, you know, we're all getting to be of a certain age, you know. Oh, sure. Um,
3: Well, I am anyway. Hey, I'm
2: old, remember?
3: Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. (laughs) No kidding.
2: Um, Actually, I'm I'm, I'm sorry. I think we're kind of the same age or close. Um,
3: You're 29, too?
2: I am. (laughs) Have been for years. Um, and it does run across my mind. I can't be digging these stitches. I can't be fixing code. Hell, in a couple of years, I won't even be able to see the code. So, um, these things that we, yeah, we do have to think about. Now, Rand has had one other advantage over, uh, I'd suggest, it about anybody in the industry: his ultra int- intimate connection with Julian uh, Julian Muse- Museg.
3: Uh, she was actually who I was thinking of when I said that uh, he's got wonderful advisors.
2: Yeah. Um, Rand's mom, Jillian Musig, uh, the, the original founder of, uh, of the company that became SEO Moz, and a, a, and a, a host here on Webmaster Radio, um, a career coach on Webmaster Radio. Is it a career coach or CEO coach? I never keep these shows straight. CEO um, coach. CEO coach on Webmaster Radio. She's been a great advisor to him. So, now that the company has grown to above 135 employees, it's, you know, time for Rand to step aside. But Sarah, who's been with Moz, she, she's she been around since almost the beginning, too, I think.
3: Yeah, I think so. Um, I don't remember the exact year, but I, I, I always recall her being there.
2: Well, I mean, it's a, definitely a sign of maturation at the Mozplex so to speak, and I think a sign of maturation in the industry when, uh, when, when uh, a contributor like Rand decides it's time to step aside, hang up the CEO hat, and, you know, become an advisor. I, you know, Here's the weird thing, Carolyn. Rand doesn't sit still. I wonder what's next.
3: Oh, I don't, I don't at all see this as being like a retirement. I don't think he's planning on wearing a fishing hat and sitting on his porch and waxing poetic about the good old days anytime soon i fully expect this to free up more of his time to move on to something pretty interesting so i'm i'm excited to see what he does next
2: watch this space friends early in 2014 we'll be we'll be releasing the uh the pool what will rand do next you can take bets on it and we'll all make a lot of money what will rand do next watch this space um what else do we got here? What else we got here? We got about uh, three minutes before we got to take another commercial break. So, just looking at our news sheet. You know that if you're a repeat offender, Google's going to get you? I,
3: I would have to say that if you didn't know that, you're not living in the real world, but.
2: Okay, well, did you know that it's been officialized? Google's I... going to get you for that.
3: I did hear that, but like I said, no one should have been waiting for that to become official.
2: Agreed. Agreed. Um, If you're a website owner uh, and you've been penalized by Google for breaking the, the webmaster guidelines, it takes a while. You've got to sit in the sandbox for a while while they judge whether you're a good player or a bad player. But sometimes, if they know you're a repeat offender... Google will um, not just penalize you, they will seriously penalize you. Um, in an article in Search Engine Watch, I'm just bringing up the link right now, an article today in Search Engine Watch by Jennifer Sleg, uh, Matt Cutts, Matt Cuts announces Google penalties get more severe for repeat offenders. Jennifer Sleg writes that <laughs> repeat offenders will get hit with a stronger penalty than somebody who has tripped the spam filter for the very first time so it might take you weeks months or even years to get back in google's good graces
3: you know we've well, always we've always believed that your your history with the engines is like your credit rating and that bad things follow you for many many years which is why i mean I've always, for years and years, heard that you, when you're buying, especially buying a new domain, you do your due diligence and you see if they've ever done anything shady in the past. Because if they did and you buy that domain, you could be inheriting that badness. Um, you know, and the other analogy that I've always used with people is that it's like your permanent record in school. If you eat paste in kindergarten and then you fail a test in fifth grade, the teacher's going to go, oh, you're a paste eater. You're probably going to screw everything up. So it's. Well, and this goes
2: back to um, what two thousand three, two thousand and four, with um, the release of the Florida update. If I remember correctly, that's when Google first mentioned they were keeping historic record um, of everything that happens around a domain.
3: Yeah, you know, people say that oh well, I got penalized today, but they should look at me or yesterday, but they should look at me today because I've cleaned everything up. Doesn't mean they've forgotten it. They don't look at single, you know, freeze frame instances in, in time. They look at the you know, your life's work, basically. And if you have a history of doing things dirty, they're going to look at you with greater suspicion in the future, because you have a history of doing things dirty. If you're known to play fast and loose with the rules, they're going to scrutinize you more. If it's just, you know, I, I will genuinely be shocked and amazed if someone can honestly tell me that they didn't think this was going, this was happening.
2: Well, before we cut to break, let's let's just really quickly look at a scenario you have a client coming to you have a client come to you they've been badly penalized more than once they know they need to get it together what's your what's your first piece of advice to them
3: if they've been badly penalized more than once I think I would look at the severity of the problem but I actually might advise them to scrap the domain and start over you know there's there does come a time when you can't get away from your past. And the best thing you can do is to is to just start fresh. I mean, it's like filing bankruptcy. It's not necessarily the best thing to do, but sometimes it's worse than carrying all of that debt, or it's better than carrying all that debt. You know what I meant?
2: No, I, 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 I agree with you. It's, a, it's, it's shocking to hear trash the domain.
3: You never want to say that to anybody. I mean, that is, honest to God, that's the last thing I ever want to advise someone to do but there are cases when there's just no recovering from the amount of stupid crap that you've done to your to your domain (laughs) and if you're you know if you bought a million dollar house that you simply cannot afford and you can't sell it what are you going to do you just have to kind of give it back to the bank file bankruptcy and start over hopefully get a new identity a new social security number you know it's there I are.
2: That's, that's better advice than, than 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 my first thought, which was to have a big party and trash it.
3: No, because yeah, that's just not even nice. You know why would why would you trash something that, that you've screwed up? That's that's like these people that get foreclosed on and they rip all the copper out of the house on their way out the door. Oh, that's so
2: they can have gas money.
3: Really? I always oh. thought it was just because they were <laughs> jerks.
2: No, it's because it's because they're desperate. Um, I would think. I'm not. Uh, for the record, we do not suggest anybody do anything. Don't trash your house. Don't rip the copper out. And unless you're in deep trouble, don't trash your website. No, um, I,
3: honestly, that, that's, that's last, last, last resort. It should never be your first option unless it's a brand new site anyway. Changing domain names and trashing your site and just, you know, cut, cutting your losses is total last resort land. Have was, you ever had to do that?
2: Have you ever had to advise a client to do that?
3: I'm trying to think. Um no, no, I haven't. I came really close with a guy who does uh, dental implants. Really, really, really close. This is also the same guy I'm looking at is his link acquisition patterns in Majestic, because I know Dixon is going to be on next. Um, and he was just perfectly acquiring 5,000 new links a month. And he kept swearing to me he wasn't buying links. I'm like, these are these are – These are comment spam links on, like, football forums for dental implants. Please tell me again you're not buying links. I'm not buying links. I have no idea what you're talking about. Really? Really?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm building them, if you don't mind.
3: Oh, no. He's like, I don't even know why they're coming from. People just just like my services. I'm like, people in Singapore? (laughs) Really?
2: (laughs) Clearly. Okay, now... Let's take it from the opposite end. You have somebody coming to you. They want to purchase a domain. And as you said, you have to research the history of the domain. Before we go to break, well, it's probably our last chance we have to get a comment in. Um, how would they do that? How would they check out the, the Provence, the history of their domain?
3: The easiest thing to do is to go look at the historic index. And I'm, I'm not really trying to be a for Dixon, but it's majestic a lot. Um, check the historic index and look, um, you know, if, if there are porn domains or pharmaceutical domains or there's a lot, check if it's comment spam. Look to see what they were doing to see if there's anything thereof. Um, I'm trying to remember if there's a tool that will ever tell you it, tell you if it was there was ever any malware detected on the site. But I think I'd be more concerned in general about sites that had just a copious quantity of bad backlinks.
2: Yeah, indeed. I mean, Google Webmaster Tools will inform me if there's currently malware on the site, not if there, not if there had been. But if, you've, guess, if you're putting say, a new thing up at the domain, then chances are that malware is gone and Webmaster Tools won't be detecting it.
3: I want to say that there's a tool somewhere, though, that will tell you if there was ever malware detected on that site. Um, but for the life of me, I can't remember. So if I do happen to remember, I will, I will tweet about it and maybe put it on Facebook.
2: Okay, well, you know what? I can give you a couple minutes to remember because we got to take a break at this point. Uh, we, we have the interview with Dixon Jones coming up at the, uh, at the bottom of the hour. This is a really opportune time to take a break here on Webcology. So on behalf of Carolyn Shelby from 435 Digital, at Tribune company, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You listen to Webmaster Radio on... You uh, listen to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. Stay tuned. More tongue-tied after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break.
0: Why do over 15,000 small businesses love working with Infusionsoft? Because we believe in people and their dreams. We empower entrepreneurs and our groundbreaking tools help small businesses grow and thrive. We listen. We care. We serve our customers and we do what we say we'll do. We're always trying to find new ways to innovate and to improve our all-in-one sales and marketing platform. Most of all, from email to e-commerce, we help small businesses like yours succeed. Go to Infusionsoft.com slash radio to watch a free product demo. That's Infusionsoft.com slash radio. Plus, let our in-house printing and CD, DVD manufacturing help you enlarge and maximize your coaching and business opportunity potential. We do everything. Fulfillment, shipping, tracking. Inside and out and all in one place. Moldingbox.com. It's shipping made sexy. There are many things we would love to catch. Catching the final out of a baseball game. And that's the ball game. Reeling that big catch of the day. Or catching a ride home. Taxi.
2: off Now back to
0: Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. You're the host, Jim Hedger
2: and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. Uh, we've got half of us, Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, and I'm joined this week by Seashell, Carolyn Shelby, from 435 Digital at Tribute Company. i got to say that every time I say 435 Digital at Tribute Company, right?
3: Yes. Okay.
2: Um I I love the uh the the rules around corporations. The uh uh you know the, the 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 layers of naming rules. I I'm supposed to say Digital Always Media Incorporated every time I say Digital Always Media, but I never I always forget to.
3: Yeah, you know there there's there's certain branding things that sometimes it's okay to ignore, but I I know I will be I will be spoken to if I do not enforce the, a Tribune company. Yeah.
2: Okay. Now, when you say a Tribune company, you mean the Tribune, right?
3: I do. I mean the, the Tribune company, which is the parent company of the Chicago Tribune and the L.A. Times and several other newspapers and 20-some TV stations and radio stations. Um, and we have some other business units as well.
2: That could be one heck of a link network when you really think about it.
3: I have no idea what you're talking about.
2: Well, <laughs> luckily, it's not Anglo rank.
3: Yeah, um, we try very hard to avoid getting into situations like that, and I'm very happy to not be them today. Okay, so
2: for for, for the rest of the world, uh, the the people who are um, you know listening in either live or via podcast, this is the time you're supposed to take your hand and smack it against your forehead. Okay, um, Anglo rank. So there was this link network that was almost entirely obvious, but they thought they weren't. They thought they were very, very clever. And they got caught in the last week, um, Anglo Rank. Now every Anglo Rank customer is getting unnatural inbound link warnings. And um, there's a great deal of. Well, consternation, so much so that Barry Schwartz Messy Roundtable wrote about it today. Um, Carolyn, why does this – I mean, seriously, it's been, what, three, four years now? Why does this still happen?
3: Honestly, I don't know. Anyone who is buying links for, through a link network has to know that it's not a function of when Google catches you or if Google catches you. It's when because they already know you're doing it. They can tell you're doing it, for the love of God. They're I really don't know what to say. I'm again so shocked and amazed that people will continue to do this. I've do you know anyone that ever advises their clients to participate in in link buying networks? Personally? No. You see, I don't either. And I I've actually threatened client I I told you about the the dental implant guy earlier. Yeah. I've had conversations with guys where I, I look at them like, you have to tell me everything you're doing. And if I find out you lied to me or you failed to disclose that you're doing any of these things and participating in link buying networks is one of them, I will drop you as a client so fast it will make your head spin. And it won't be my fault that you never rank again.
2: <laughs> <laughs> now, that's kind of scary. Um, but it works, doesn't it?
3: Well, how, how can I keep you out of trouble if I don't know what you're doing that's nefarious? It's like, it's like with your lawyer. You tell your lawyer everything you're doing and let the lawyer decide if it's good or bad or, or what, should, what should happen. But you have, to, you have to be honest about it, and link-buying networks are so, so very bad. I, can't, I can think of all sorts of horrible analogies, and some of them aren't family-friendly, but it's...
2: Please stay family-friendly.
3: How family-friendly is family-friendly? Uh, kind of PG. What, Kind of PG, okay. Kind of PG. All right. Well, then I won't use that one. But <laughs> I, I, I don't. Okay. This maybe this is PG thirteen, but it, it's like it's like frequently frequenting a a really really inexpensive lady of the night, and then being amazed that you've picked up some sort of disease. I don't understand why people don't get that you can't you can't do this. It's bad.
2: Okay. So to reiterate. It doesn't matter how large a link network is, if it's 10,000 or 100,000 sites, Google can and will find sites associated. And if it chooses to, it will penalize those sites. As we mentioned earlier in the show, if you get several penalties for doing things like this, you'll be penalized for a long and increasingly longer time. And yet, I can guarantee you, Carolyn, six months from now, we'll be talking about a story like this again.
3: I'm, I'm sure we will. And the thing that amazes me about a lot of people when they get caught by this, they'll say, well, I, I never bought those links. Somebody was buying them to try to, to try to ruin me. You know, just Google can't prove it was me that bought them. You, you know, they, they're punishing me without proof. I hate to break this. Google is not the government. <laughs> there, is no, there is no right to trial by jury. There is no innocent until proven guilty. They are a private company. They are not the government. You have no constitutional right to be listed in Google. You have no constitutional right to not be penalized by Google. They can do what they want to you, and if they decide that you're doing something bad, they can penalize you. You cannot plead with them that you, know, you have no proof. They do. And even if they don't, if you were bad in the past and they kind of think you were doing something wrong, they can still penalize you. So go ahead and engage in these risky activities. Please don't come crying when you get nailed.
2: Okay, so let's just say for the sake of argument, somebody comes crying to you because they got nailed. <laughs>
3: okay.
2: Because <laughs> somebody will. I mean, like, would you help them, first off? Would would you be available to help them if, if, if they came to you, they said, I know I done wrong, Carolyn. I want to do right.
3: I you know what? If they came to me and said, I know I done wrong and I want to do right and they haven't and they're not repeat offenders, I can probably make the case to to get them forgiven. But they ha- it's one of those things where you have to you have to do penance. You have to do a hundred hail googles and donate a certain amount of your income to the to the the church of Google and all those other things, you know, sacrifice a chicken, all that kind of stuff. If they're genuinely if there's genuine contrition. I think you can be helped. If you... I still have a hard time believing that they didn't know they were doing something wrong. But if they acknowledge they were doing something wrong and swear up and down that they will never do anything again like that, I think that there can be forgiveness. If you've done it 50 times and you keep burning your domains and starting over, I probably don't want to have anything to do with you because I don't want your dirtiness to soil me or anyone else I work with. Just by, you know, association.
2: No doubt. And by by the way, that's a... uh I I love the way you just phrase that or anybody else I work with or who works with you. Um you're a lead SEO at a uh at a with a fairly large staff underneath you. Um the stuff that they work on informs the way you train them. Yeah? Yeah. And so if not not that you would, okay, not 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 that you, Carolyn Shelby would, but as a, you know, SEO manager or as a uh a managing training figure in your organization. Could you imagine, like taking on a spammy client, and you know one or two of your your employees working on that client for, say, six months? What do they walk away with? What do they pick up? You know what kind what kind of SEOs are you know is a trainer creating by taking on clients like that?
3: Well, I mean, you could take on clients that are spammy in the past, and that you're working to unspamify. And I think you can teach you can teach your your younger SEOs good things through that because it's that act of helping rehabilitate a website that I think is going to teach positive things. I would never take on anyone that insisted we engage in practices that are contrary to the guidelines or contrary to what we know are good practices. So anyone, I, I cannot even imagine anyone in good conscience taking on a client that insisted that they do black hat things or spammy things. And I've, I've stepped in and stopped people. and like, you can't do that. It's spammy. You know, and, the, and I,
2: go ahead. The here. idea of conscious goes out the window when you start, when you start taking on uh, a black hat thing on behalf of a client. Um, you you got to live with your outcomes. And if you have negative outcomes and you got to live with it, chances are it's not weighing on your conscience that much.
3: I think that might be... That might be in the hiring phase because I, I can't even imagine anyone that works for me being able to do that and and sleep sleep at night honestly.
2: Indeed, well I, I should hope not. Um, but you I train hope anyway. Well. You train them <laughs> well. I, I, we got a couple minutes before we have to to dive into the Dixon interview. That's um, this man has introduced a new search engine to the to the ecosystem. You know that's going to be interesting. Um, before we do. Do you ever do Hangouts? Ever do Google Hangouts on
3: air? Um, I've done a couple. I don't do them on a regular basis, but I have done a couple. Um, part of the reason I don't do them on a regular basis is because when I work from home, I don't generally change out of my pajamas until later in the afternoon. So, but
2: you just have to put on a nice shirt, really.
3: No, um, I have to do my hair and put on makeup and, you know, put on the war paint.
2: Oh, that's right. You see, that's that's the difference between being uh, a, a male of a certain age and, um, up the, well, you know where I'm going. I know where you're going. Thank you. <laughs> see, I don't. I just have to sort of show up. And I don't have hair, so I don't gonna like, have to style it or anything. Um, anyway, one of, the, one of the problems I had with Hangouts, well, I, I've done a number of them, one of the problems I had with Hangouts was you had a lack of control over... Um, which camera was on? Over um, audio and video levels, there wasn't a lot of management features. Um, Google has just released Google's Control Room, and you can you can find out about this uh, if you go to Google Plus, turn on Hangouts, experiment with Control Room, because you can now manage your uh, your Hangouts, you have the audio and the video. You know, whose who's face is appearing. Right now, the video seems to, be, seems to be triggered by whoever is speaking, which I found uh, terribly limiting. If somebody is typing in the background while, while you're speaking, sometimes their video comes up, their, their feed comes up over yours. Um, video or Google's control room actually allows somebody to act in the role of producer. So I think that's kind of cool. It's a good tip to give people.
3: That is very cool.
2: Okay, we uh we got to take a break. Uh, we we had to pre-record our interview with Dixon Jones because as of this hour, Dixon is sitting in a sitting behind the glass of security at the Austin Airport. So we interviewed him a couple hours ago. We got to cue the tape. I'm going to do some technical stuff here at Webmaster Radio. So we're going to take a break here on behalf of Carolyn Shelby from Four Thirty Five Digital, a Tribune Company. This is Jim Edger from Digital Always Media. We're going to be coming back with our interview with Dixon Jones from Majestic SEO. Stay tuned. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break.
0: Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com authority labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their api to build your own tools no matter what animal labeled algorithms affect your ranking you should be using authority labs unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is authoritylabs.com. Ever wondered how you could have access to your own SEO expert, paid search specialist, or social media wizard? Looking for help with your affiliate, display media, or email marketing? Look no further than the folks at Fang Digital Marketing. I'm John Ball and I'm one of the founders of Page One Power. Page One Power is a custom link building firm based in Boise, Idaho. We increase search rankings and web traffic for world-class brands and mom and pop shops all around the globe. Our link building strategies work because we focus on relevancy and quality and we don't outsource anything. Our in-house staff of professional writers and researchers is the best in the industry. We're the link builders you've been looking for. Visit us today at pageonepower.com Hi, this is Ross Dunn and And this is John Carcutt. from SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. From our families to yours, we want to wish you a safe and enjoyable holiday season. Have a happy holidays, everybody. Get the good gifts this year. From all of us to all of you, webmasterradio.fm, wishing you happy holidays and a prosperous new year. Off. Now back to Webcology. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Radio.fm. are the
2: host Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It is the 12th of December 2013. I'm joined by Carolyn Shelby from three from 435 Digital, a Tribune company. And Carolyn and I are joined by We've been teasing you all show about this. We're joined by Dixon Jones from Majestic SEO. And uh, Dixon is, Hi, Jim. Uh, I, I, Hi, I guess I could say this. Uh, Dixon, you are the proud father of a bouncing new search engine.
1: <laughs> well, okay. I don't know if I'm the father, I'm the uncle. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm the guy that just gets to tell the world about our shiny new search engine. Um, not the guy that, you know, the guys that did all the hard, the hard codings. So. But yes, yeah, we are.
2: Well, majestic,
1: majestic SEO
2: has launched a new search engine, Search Explorer Alpha. It's a uh, uh, release zero point three, so it is
1: a brand spanking new search engine. And, and it's, yep. why did you build a search engine? Well, I mean, it's a good question. Well, I mean, we. Always had the intention of building a search engines. So we actually, Majestic actually built one uh, many years ago, and we but but we didn't have the scale. So we realised really early on that trying to build what was then a, a distributed search engine was was going to be hard. Uh, so we. We concentrated for the for the next you know five or six years on on uh, crawling the web properly, uh, and uh, and now we're back out with with the search engine. But now we've got a lot more data than we had before in terms of you know understanding the whole world and the whole internet. So what we want to do with Search Explorer is to show people why one set of results gets above why one website gets above another. So we figure that you know. The, the search engines, are, you know, you'd be, you'd, be, you'd be rather foolish to try and spam our search engine because it's a, essentially a subscription-based search engine. But, uh, but <laughs> it is very, very – yeah. so you can spam our search engine and get crucified on Google if you want to. But uh, assuming that you're not going to do that at scale, uh, then, uh, you know, our results can really show you a breakdown of why we set our search score up to allow one site above another. So, you know, we're really showing um, the breakdown which we hope is going to be very, very useful to, to SEOs in particular. And then the other side of it is that, of course, there's no personalized data in here as well, which makes it very good for pure research um, purposes rather than you know, just trying to find, uh, just trying to find uh, consumer-based uh, stuff as well. But, you know, we, 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 we're quite encouraged. You know? take, a, take a try, try with a, a search term and see where you go. Okay, well, before we jump into the breakdown... Um, it's a mighty big web out there.
2: You say you've uh, you've spidered the entire web.
1: Well, it, we haven't spidered the entire web. We can't we can't get into the dark web and the oh, well, things inside Facebook and that sort of thing. But we're we're seeing around about uh, three billion URLs a day. Uh, and this you know this data, the search engine is based on our fresh index. So basically, anything that we see over a ninety day cycle um, will be in our in in our. Uh, search engine and that's around about 700 billion urls at the moment so <clears throat> it's a, it's quite a lot of data um and uh you know certainly enough to to, to bring about some pretty decent results the thing is you don't necessarily need all the real real junk out there for good search results um but we've got we've got quite a lot of the web yeah
2: okay well let's let's get into the breakdown itself um What are some of the factors that you're showing SEOs about websites that that rank in the search engine and how do those factors help SEOs do their jobs?
1: All right. Okay. So, so of course, uh, majestic SEO is known for you know, its link link intelligence, and that's really what we do. So, uh, the vast majority of our data is based on understanding the nature of the links that come into into the, the pages, uh, and so we we certainly treat in anchor. You know, the the, the anchor text as, as important, um, and it's it's at the moment our most important factor. Uh, but uh, we also have we, we don't take all of the the texts. we take you know the, the top uh five architects around a particular phrase uh, and then uh, we also take um, the titles of the pages and the URLs of the pages at the moment. And it turns out that, you know, these are, these are actually, um, you know, quite a lot of, uh, quite a lot of data is in, is in this to start giving us some fairly decent results. Um, but we're going to start expanding on that from, from from here on in. And, of course, we then also have our flow metrics, our trust flow metrics, and, you know, the referring domain counts to give us an idea of how influential those pages are once we, once we found them in context. So you know, hopefully we're going to expand on those factors quite rapidly now. But uh, we haven't uh, haven't yet even done uh, you know the 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 basics of uh, on-page on-page search, which actually is the easier part of of the problem. uh, If you if you're prepared to store the data, it's getting the the whole the whole universe in the first place that was hard
2: well actually that, 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 that does bring up an, an interesting question as you, as you say storing the whole universe you are storing a lot of data um, how do you do
1: that yeah well I mean we're, at the moment we 're mostly storing the just the link information not the on page content so you know we have no we have no information about uh, about you know what is on uh, the, 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 the page of you know a pizza page or whatever it may be uh, but uh, um, it turns out that actually it's not so much what you write, it's what everybody else writes about you that's, that's important. So, uh, you know, collecting a little bit more of that information, I think, will, will have a huge impact on our results. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, it's, I don't know, three or four years ago uh, when I started getting involved, I, I asked Alex, who's, uh, who's really the founder of the business, you know, how much data do you think we've got? He said, oh, uh, probably a petabyte. Uh, and that was, you know, several years ago. So I've got no idea how much it is now. But it's, you know, it's, it's getting big, I would imagine. Okay,
2: um, are there server farms around the world? Are there server farms just in the U.K.?
1: yeah so the way that we c- collect the data is really interesting so we use uh, distributed crawlers so we have ISPs around the world and people with high bandwidth uh, accounts um, or unlimited bandwidth accounts and, and when their bandwidth is not doing anything else then our, uh, then our machines are, our spiders cut in and uh, and start start crawling uh, and those guys you know, have a vested interest in, in crawling um, as well uh, so they come from you know any country in the world uh, and so we're, we're crawling it from from a lot of places and that gives Gives us the scale of the crawl, then the data all comes back. We're we're at a, at a university science park in, in Birmingham in the UK, uh, so the data all comes back, um, and uh, from from there we do store it. We have uh, we have our own data centers. We don't put it on the cloud um, or Amazon or anything. Uh, we put it in our own data centers and, and find that the most efficient way to do things. And literally, you know. Uh, you know pallet loads of of hard drives start burning up at the offices and and people start unpacking them and you know putting them into racks and things so it's a, it's quite a quite a process indeed
2: now when most people think about a search engine they think about entering a simple query uh, my favorite of course is toronto pizza but yeah. when SEOs think of using a search engine there's i mean there's a number of um this number of, of, of entries we can, we can put into you know make the search engine give us more information.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. We've got we've got a whole load of extra uh, commands and things that we can do that is going to be helpful for for, for searchers uh, SEOs. So you know, hopefully hopefully we we'll get a chance to mention a few of those. Um, let's do. It. What can we dig out of the majestic search engine, and and how would we do that? Okay, so so you know if you go to. I mean, the way to get to it, if you go to MajesticSEO.com and then either click on the, the new new Search Explorer button or just just put a phrase in. So if you put Pizza Toronto into, into Majestic Search Explorer, you, you'll get results. Um, and then you'll have the ranking factors uh, beside them. But uh, something else that you can do is uh, use the site colon command. So you can sit there and say, right, I want to go and find um, – uh, uh, WordPress um, blogs and uh, Blogspot po- blogs and uh, Blogger b- blogs by putting in uh, pizza, uh, then site colon WordPress dot com space site colon Blogger dot com space site colon you know uh, Blogspot com, and you can put up to up to twenty uh, parameters in there, and that'll give you. Uh, sites that are that are likely to rank well uh, relatively well anyway for uh, for the phrase pizza that are on blogs so you you've just identified a whole load of uh, potential targets for yourselves Uh, and you can do the same with you know cnn and bbc and new york times if you're trying to find news articles on particular subjects and things you can tie it right into uh, uh, your, your 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 list the other thing that you can do is we have this system called Buckets, which uh, basically whenever you see a a URL that's of interest, you can put it into your bucket list. And uh, so what you can do is you can put your competitors um, you know maybe the ones that are ranking above you on on, on your s- search engine of choice if it's Google or whatever you can say right these ones are my competitors uh, and they're already you know ranking or not for a particular phrase and uh, someone typing <laughs> type it away there quite loudly um, and uh, and um, you can then put them in your bucket and then you can search within the bucket so you can see Who's going to rank best and why um, within a, de- a defined list? So rather than searching the whole web, you can just search the ones that you're interested in, which is which is also useful because you can then say, right, I want to get the best links of these competitors, uh, or yeah, or uh, or if they're you know things like blogs and things, you can really identify them as link prospects.
3: So realistically, so- it's kind of like pre-populating the list of the, the list of sites that you most commonly want to search. But yeah. if you're if you've got like maybe an agency and you deal with uh, companies that have a lot of different uh, competitors, you would be probably more likely to use the site colon example.com repeatedly rather than pre-populating the bucket because the competitors all change too much.
1: Yeah, I think it depends on what you're going to be wanting to do with the search uh, because if you're if you're looking for linked prospects then with then you know being able to find uh, sites that are likely to take, Take uh, you know, take your content or whatever. Um, uh, then using the site code on is, is a good way to go because you can just suddenly drill down onto WordPress sites or to um, uh, to blogging type of sites or, or, or news sites or whatever it may be. Um, but if you're um, if you've got specific competitors, uh, then you know using the bucket list is, is, is a useful thing because uh, if you if you're trying to get to the top for the phrase I don't know, let's say credit cards. It's a very different prospect if you're American Express than if you're um, just, just sort of a generic uh, credit card um, affiliate, so to speak, because American mm-hmm. Express actually just wants to beat Bank of America and, uh, and you know, uh, Wells Fargo or whoever it may be. And, and actually, if suddenly w- um, an affiliate pops into those results… Um, Bank of America isn't going to really care about that because they, they're trying to win on brand, uh, and that's what's going to take over their lives. Um, so they really want to know what their competitors are doing that they're not. And so that's, that's the real use, reason to use buckets um, because you can just sort of populate with your, with your competitors in there. Well, you
2: know, American Express and uh, Bank of America or whomever, have a serious advantage over the uh, over the affiliate. Obviously, there's a lot more links coming in. They're, they're probably older websites. How does um,
1: how does Majestic help level the playing field for for the smaller players? Well, I think what we're doing is we're we're making it transparent. We're trying to make the search results incredibly transparent. And um, if you're if you if you imagine two SEOs going up head to head over a keyword, I can't I can't imagine. That on balance now, the SEO that doesn't have the Majestic data is going to is going to beat the guy that has got the Majestic data because you know the guy that hasn't got the Majestic data is sitting there trying to make some assumptions and trying to work out why it is that site A is above site B, and we haven't got all the answers, but we do make excuse me, <coughs> we do make a lot of it very very transparent um, and, and and lay it out bare. So you know the guy that's got the the, the Majestic data. Has a, has, a, has a huge head start, really, on trying to understand things. And half the time, they're going to know the answer, you know, in a couple of clicks, whereas the other guy's got to carry on guessing and working it out through other means. So I think the real thing is because Majestic isn't this, like, $200,000 a month tool or, you know, it's not something that's, that's um, in the domains of just the IBMers of this world, uh, you know, at, at 50 bucks a month, it's not going to kill anybody to, to, to use it. So uh, I think what we've done is made a tool that is accessible to you know uh, most seos and uh, and and gives them you know a real worldwide clout well that's what we hope anyway
2: okay now as seos we've spent a lot of our careers you know questioning why google did this or why yahoo did this or why why, why bing chose that direction and this, this might be a weird question but now that you've designed a search engine do you uh do you have a better insight to why Google or Yahoo or Bing might make some of the decisions they make?
1: Yeah, well, it's it's a lot of things are really uh, interesting. I mean, it's at, we're at the early stages of understanding the data, so we've come out. You know, as, as I say, it's only alpha. As you say, it's only alpha version zero point three. We, we so we're not we're not out there. You know, saying that we we you know we've got got the solutions we want to put a whole load more parameters in uh, and we want to um have a look at the ones that we've already looked at so right now our results are done on some pretty basic brute force logic you know just counting up numbers um, and we're coming out with some interesting stuff so one really interesting one for me that always wound me up is I own I own Dixon and I've got a lot of links coming into the website uh, in, in, relatively speaking compared to uh, an architects in the UK called Dixon UK and it used to wind me up something chronic that um, that, that dixonjones.co.uk comes to the top of, of Google and Bing for the phrase dixonjones <laughs> when I own the .com and I'm supposed to be an SEO expert. Uh, and that's happened for years and years and years. Uh, and so when uh, we came up with the search engine uh, and I started typing in Dixon Jones into our own search engine, uh, dixonjones.co.uk, when when they popped up as the number one result and DixonJones.com was number two, I started to think, "Wow, this now now we're doing something right because I know that I've got more links than than dixonjones.co.uk, But you know, my, our logic, basic though it is, is showing the same kind of anomaly in my head that uh, that that, that um, majestic well, uh, that, that uh, Google and Bing are, and now I can see, you know, yes, this is the way it is because there is so much more focus. On the word Dixon Jones uh, in in the DixonJones.co.uk site, and the links are of a better quality. Quite frankly, they uh, they built really good properties and, uh, and you know, really good buildings in London, and designed really good buildings in London, and got you know uh, links from some pretty powerful websites. So not many, but enough to definitely beat me on on the phrase. So yeah, I think the insights are going to come thick and fast, but we're going to have to uh, stop a little bit and, and look at what we've got because we can improve these search results quite a bit from here first.
2: Okay, I understand you have to get your plane in about a half an hour, so I don't want to keep you any longer. Um, I have one last question for you. Okay. You're in alpha right now. Logically, following alpha comes beta, and often following beta comes test.
1: Are you going <laughs> to be taking
2: people in for beta testing?
1: So uh, this alpha is public now. So anybody that's got a Majestic um, account, uh, it's it 's live and it 's there and you can use it uh, and so uh, already uh, on every search result we we 've got a little uh, rating system so if anybody sees a good result or a bad result they can click on the stars and let us know because we we, we want to know what we 're doing right and what we 're doing wrong uh, and the reason we 're calling it alpha is because we don 't want to we don 't want people to have the ant- the the, uh, the idea yet that we 're these are the best results that we can come up with. Uh, we had to get the um, system out before we could start seeing, you know, what ranking factors were, were the most important. But we think that we can pull in a lot more ranking factors and uh, make it quite uh, quite a lot more sophisticated. The next thing that we really want to do is uh, geotargeting. So we've got some, you know, some relevancy. If you're you're in the US or if you're in China, you're going to see different results based on on the country that you're trying to focus on. Um, but it, you know, it is live and it's already there, and everybody can use it, and we want want people to use it. Uh, so I think that when we when we say that we're going to we're in alpha, it's a, it's a live alpha, and we just need the world to see it because we need the uh, we need the advice of how to improve it. Um, I think though, you know, beta um, will be. Uh, Soon enough, and maybe we'll put that on a, a different domain or something like that so that it's, uh, it's differentiated from, from the link product. Uh, but testing, yeah, we're already there. We're already and, there.
2: And you're expecting feedback. You, you want majestic customers and, and anyone in, in general just to, to give you feedback on how this is working for them, correct?
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, because if if we if we're getting feedback, then you know there's a lot of things that we can do now to to improve the results. But we we kind of need to need some 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 ideas and some thoughts as to the best way to rank things. We've got some pretty good ideas. We know where we're going to go with the next next iteration. We do have a beta testing group um, and. Uh, uh, so I haven't actually got the got the URL to hand, <laughs> but I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll um I'll try and put something up on the blog uh, about uh, uh, beta testing and uh, open up the uh, the invitation for beta testers and uh, do that in the next next couple of days. Well, there you go, folks. You go.
2: It's MajesticSEO.com. Click on the uh, on the something oh, click on the blog. I, the I, I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> click on the search explorer tool uh, <laughs> no, or so just. Smart. Yep, they have this big new stamp right beside it. Check out the Majestic SEO blog. And Dixon Jones, thank you so much for spending time with us on Webcology
1: today. It's a real pleasure, Jim. Thanks very much. And thanks a lot, Carolyn.
3: Thanks for joining us. And
1: everyone out there, thanks for joining us. We are so out of time
2: on, uh, on behalf of Carolyn Shelby from... 435 Digital Attributing Company. Want to thank Dixon Jones from Agency SEO for joining us. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. We will be back next week on the 19th. Have a great week, friends.
0: The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of Webmaster WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.